was a thriving industry for the majority of the known history of the world. It was woven through societies. Cannabis was a way of life that reached over provinces, countries, dynasties, cultures, religion, and even believed to be in some religions, a conduit in which we could be closer to God. Over millennia, this was the plant for clothing, medicine, and the communication between people and bringing them together. Hemp made its way through societies and ultimately the world. Its function was necessary to us and we couldn't function the same way without it. So what happened? Societies across the globe spanning a multitude of generations have been using this plant to live, to function, to thrive, and all of a sudden wiped away and seemingly forgotten about. As cannabis has been widely used for thousands of years by multitudes of generations for a vast variety of different values, it seems that today that the vast majority are only interested in the oil. We're generally caught in a mindset that oil is the only medicinal way we can get any value out of the plant. So let's rewind to 1937. prohibition era of cannabis in the U.S. seemingly wiped away previous known medicinal knowledge of this plant and replaced it with a reefer madness fear-mongering tactic with a finger pointed to south of the border at the time. 1910, the Mexican Revolution. Or the Mexican Civil War. The Civil War brought transformation to Mexican culture and government. Previously stemming from a three-decade regime of political crisis, the years from 1910 to 1920 hurtled Mexico into an overturn of political power. As a result, citizens of Mexico seeking relief from the Civil War immigrated from Mexico to the United States, and with them brought cannabis for medicinal and recreational purposes. The position of individual states in the U.S. Marijuana prohibition first happened in California in 1913, followed by 30 more states by 1930. This was mainly due to the prejudice against the Mexican immigrants from the Mexican Revolution that brought cannabis. One Texas legislature said, All Mexicans are crazy and this stuff, quotes marijuana, is what makes them crazy. Cannabis was being blamed for murders, rapes, terrible acts against society, and Mexicans were the culprit in the U.S. government's eye. Another point to make is that cannabis was well known in America due to being present in the tinctures and medicines. However, no one knew the term marijuana or what it was, and American leadership blamed Mexicans for their, quote, degenerate behavior while high on marijuana. Basically, what it boils down to is cannabis was demonized because Mexicans were demonized. Similarly, how opium was controlled due to San Francisco wanting to control Chinese immigrants, it all boils down to bigotry and racism. The Marijuana Tax Act of 1937, drafted by Harry Anslinger, a supporter of alcohol prohibition, cannabis prohibition, and the criminalization of related behavior. He is widely regarded as a white supremacist, a racist, and used his political power to attack minorities and minorities in power. 
The act reads, an act to impose an occupational excise tax upon certain dealers in marijuana, to impose a transfer tax upon certain dealings in marijuana, and to safeguard the revenue therefrom by registry and recording. Basically, it means cannabis or hemp wasn't necessarily criminalized by possession or usage, but anybody who wanted to deal or dispense had to register with the IRS and pay a tax on it. Who honestly would do that? Pay a high tax to sell. This weeded out, no pun intended, and criminalized everybody associated with handling cannabis and hemp. These high school boys and girls are having a hop at the local soda fountain. Innocently, they dance. Innocent of a new and deadly menace lurking behind closed doors. Marijuana, the burning weed with its roots in hell. Propaganda to panic a nation. The American Magazine published a nonsense story about a teenager who murdered his family after using weed and had no recollection of the event. The article was entitled, Marijuana, Assassin of Youth. Reefer Madness depicts high school students engaging in manslaughter, suicide, rape, hallucinations, and madness in their marijuana addiction. Other posters read, Marijuana, weed with roots in hell, despair, shame, hate, lust, crime, sorrow, weird orgies and wild parties among hundreds of other articles illustrations movie shorts and films depicting cannabis as the devil's lettuce the nation spiraled in a panic with false information for the next several decades all seated and fueled by racism 1970s changed the tax act and made it further illegal Cannabis was officially outlawed for every use via the Controlled Substances Act, and the government had full power to criminalize cannabis for medical and recreational purposes. Cannabis, meaning marijuana and hemp, were grouped into Schedule One substances, the worst of the worst substances for addictive traits, right next to heroin. 1970s to 2010, War on Drugs. It cost one trillion and hundreds of thousands died of heroin, cocaine, and amphetamines. But I make that point to make another point. There has been no known deaths directly related to using cannabis. Prejudice seeded cannabis's demise in the U.S. Because of racism, America focused on non-scientific dangers, gateway drug theories, and propaganda that turned how cannabis plants have been medicinally superior through 10,000 years of history into a fear-mongered entity that clouded the truth from political parties, scientific communities, and the general public in a matter of less than a decade. These dark ages of cannabis plants fueled the forgotten value they hold and then got lumped into a Schedule I narcotic, demoralized and demonized. Fast forward to 1997. A Canadian engineer worked to cover up asbestos with aerosol glue in a hospital, was overcome by the fumes and fell off his ladder and hit his head. Doctors prescribed medications that didn't seem to work for his dizzy spells and made symptoms worse. He took matters in his own hands and used cannabis to improve his tinnitus. In 2003, this engineer unfortunately obtained skin cancer. 
With his personal experiences in treating medical issues with cannabis, he concentrated THC, treated bandages with the concentration, and applied the bandage to the cancer growths on his arm. And after four days, the growths had disappeared. Rick Simpson rediscovered medicinal benefits of the cannabis plant in the form of concentrated oil. This made quite a stir in the pro-cannabis movements and eventually snowballed into more research into a forgotten medicinal plant. So now, in this timeline, we have pro-cannabis activists and the medical community realizing the potential benefits of cannabis in oil form. So we will move forward to the political side. The Hemp Farming Act of 2018 was a proposed law to remove hemp, defined as cannabis with less than 0.3% THC, from Schedule I controlled substances and making it an ordinary agricultural commodity. Its provisions were incorporated in the 2018 United States Farm Bill that became law on December 20th, 2018. This leads to hemp being cultivated for industrial and medical uses. It's great, amazing, and beneficial to the economy and to people who need help. And that's why we are here today. With modern technological advancements and more research, testing, and trialing, we do know more about the different parts of what makes the cannabis plant medicinally superior. We know more cannabinoids in the plant, what those cannabinoids can do, what terpenes are and the medicinal value they hold, and even how all these compounds work together to provide the maximum potential medicinally. We're so focused on the only way we can take cannabis in a medicinal form via an oil or a tincture because we've seen positive results. But research also shows that extracting oil damages medicinal value in one way or another. It's expensive and it leaves an environmental footprint. The oil we use today has helped so many people, and it has been a miracle. However, I just can't help but think people in Asia in 10,000 BC were cramming down flower buds in their extraction machines made of bamboo, and I can't imagine the Israelites making their religious anointing oils by running their hemp buds through enormous amounts of CO2. So I think there were some smart ancient people that figured out this plant is superior medicinally and got greater benefit using the whole plant rather than extracting a because there were no such machinery millennia ago and b natural is just better like taking an orange for its vitamin c as opposed to just taking vitamin c tablets you can certainly gain more medicinal value from the terpenes natural sugars and other benefits high in vitamin c healthy immune system prevents skin damage keeps blood pressure under check lowers cholesterol controls blood sugar level lowers the risk of cancer, one can certainly benefit from vitamin C tablets and even enhance their vitamin C intake by taking tablets with an orange. But in this case, an orange would be my first go-to if I had a depleted amount of vitamin C in my body. It just makes sense to eat naturally as opposed to taking extracted or synthesized forms of the fruit to gain its benefits. Uh, The same is with cannabis and CBD. In my opinion, it just makes sense to use the whole plant as opposed to just an extracted part of the plant, even in concentrated amounts. So how would one take the whole hemp plant, apart from smoking it? There are multitudes of companies and websites selling whole plant products that do not extract or concentrate. By taking the whole plant whole, there's a gain of medicinal factors, just like the orange, that creates homeostasis within the body. 
Technology is and has been great for medical advancements, but hemp doesn't need any help to enhance certain effects. In my research, non-extracted hemp has more medicinal factors that we can benefit from. How have we used hemp in its whole form for thousands of years and now only use it partially? Why are we taking only part of the plant for benefit? Why are we using expensive equipment and costly procedures that leave environmental footprints only to get a fraction of proven medicinal value? Is this just because we forgot the power of the whole plant's benefit in the past century? Or are we conditioned to feel safer with chemically extracted and processed raw material? My research concludes cannabis oil and CBD oil has done good things, but the whole plant provides great things. You've been listening to Cannabinerds on the History of Hemp Part 2. To find out more on Cannabinerds, please visit CannabinerdsPodcast.com, follow along on Instagram and Facebook at Podcast, or message me on Twitter at David Woji. This episode is sponsored by TheHempJar.com. To get 10% off your first purchase, use the code CANNABINERDS10 at checkout. TheHempJar.com, the most natural form of CBD. Good job, babe. You can read.